welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. All right, dear spiritual trailblazers, we're in for another treat. Man, I tell you, I had to take a a deep breath. There is so much going on in the world. (laughs) I can't even begin to begin (laughs) talking about it uh, in in depth, at least. I just want to acknowledge it, uh, especially on this day. It's Wednesday. It's the day after the elections in the States and it's ongoing. Uh, many of us are tense and anxiety is high. Lots of people like myself are keeping the faith. Uh, and we, I speak for myself and I am hoping change comes the good kind. So That's what I'll say about that. And it leads me to today's topic, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble, taking care of stress on the double. Why? Because today is National Stress Awareness Day. Now, I don't know if someone (laughs) thought like, you know what, the day after the election the presidential election, even though it happens every four years, that Wednesday after seems like a really good day to focus on preventing stress or at least minimize it as much as you can. That's my little theory. (laughs) I didn't look too deep into it. I saw that today was National Stress Awareness Day. And I thought, yes, let's talk about that because we deal with stress on all different levels every day. From something as small as what am I going to eat, which is a big deal for me, to holy crap, what will the elections <laughs> a result be to holy crap, um, <clears throat> I got to get a new job, holy crap, I need to move. So it's just stress happens on so many levels. And I want to address that because one thing I don't like is when people try to make it seem like their stress is more than someone else's and invalidate someone else's stress. Okay. Now is someone stress level more intense and, 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 uh, higher because, uh, someone's sick in their family and the medical bills are getting higher and higher. Of course. But that doesn't mean that someone else can't also acknowledge their stress. You know, maybe, uh, excuse me, maybe an appliance in their home broke down and now they have to buy a new dishwasher. Okay. Not as serious as an elderly parent who needs medical attention and the bills are rising, but still pretty big deal. And and again, it's about acknowledging that and understanding that what you are going through is also valid. Okay, I see that a lot, 
especially now I've been seeing so many spiritual bypassing so many people on their high horse telling others how to feel. I'm saying what you, what you are feeling is valid. Okay. High, low, in between, sideways, crisscross, perpendicular, <laughs> you know, a jar, adjacent, you know, whatever synonym you want to add there. Okay. However direction, you know, it's all valid. Okay. Deep breath. Okay. Now we got that off the table. There are many ways we can not just deal with stress, but really understand the source. We don't always have to understand the source. And I'm going to talk about that in, in a few, because sometimes it's pick up on other people's energy and we just need to release it, so to speak. What we have to remember is that our body responds to stress in numerous ways. And sometimes you realize it, sometimes we don't. You may eat a little bit more and don't realize it because maybe it's a simple snack. But it's a simple snack that you had several times throughout the day. It's just like if you had one piece of candy in the afternoon, that's fine. But then you had another one and another one and another one and another one. And that was 10 o'clock at night and you're still eating candy. And you're thinking, oh, well, it's a little piece of candy, but little things become big things. So we need to address that. And of course, because we are spiritual, magical, cosmic beings, we're going to add a little bit of spiritual juiciness to it. All right. Now, looking at my notes here, there are a lot of energies going on. And I want to bring that to the forefront as well, because like I was saying, to know, at least get an idea where the stress inducers come from, or at least the energies that open us up come from, it it helps because then we can understand like, oh, you know what? My senses are a bit heightened right now. So let me retreat a little bit. Okay. Now for us, uh, like witches, for us who celebrated Samhain, it was our new year this past weekend. Right. So we had that new energy fill. Okay. The light and the dark, the veil was the thinnest. Okay. This is very similar to the calendar new year uh, on December 31st or any other religions way of life, lifestyle, new year, you know, something's complete. And now we're moving on to something else that light and dark. Okay. Now we are descending into uh, the the darkness where it's going to get darker sooner. And the darkest day will be the day of uh, the solstice, the Yule. So that's the, I don't, I didn't even check the date yet. So I think it's like, it's between like December 21st or 23rd, one of those days. So it's going to be the darkest and then it's going to progressively get lighter. It's that transition, it's those cycles. So be aware of the energies that you pick up on, even if you aren't uh, a witch or a practicing witch, maybe 
you have those tendencies. And because, you know, Samhain, aka Halloween, was on a Saturday with a full moon and all the other energies, you're picking up on that. So now your energy is heightened. You have this sense of change and newness and all those other things going on. Election uh, day was, or voting day was yesterday. The whole world is feeling that. The whole world is watching uh, the United States. Is that energy there? Okay. And then there's you, your personal energy, what you are going through on a day-to-day basis. And so I have tips to help get to this. We're going to do a little bit of shadow work here because remember what I said in previous episodes, we go deep. Okay. This isn't about uh, rainbows and unicorns and, and the sky is a pretty color pink, which I would love. Don't get me wrong <laughs> to have uh, on, on a semi-regular basis. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So we, we go deep. And before we go deeper into that, I just want to remind you that uh, this week's blog post is up and it is, here's why your spell didn't work. And I decided to write that blog post because I know there are a lot of people who, you know, cast spells. And, and when I say that, just know that we do spells every day meaning we set our intention out. We, we do things to uh, influence our surroundings for our best outcome. So you may not call it a spell. You may call it uh, something similar, like manifestation, whatever, okay? Because a spell can be, first of all, you're the magic. We are the magic, right? We could take something mundane as a cup, put some tea in it, <laughs> okay, Drink it and focus on visualization techniques to help us, um, you know, get get a vision about something, okay? Or help us feel what we want to manifest in our lives, right? Get us in that zone. It's just tea in a cup, of cu- in, in a cup, right? It doesn't have any special properties to it, but it's us who makes it special. So that's with that. And sometimes w- when we do these things, when we put all our energy towards something and it just doesn't pan out, what does that mean? several things. So check it out on the blog, uh, blog.timmariejohnson.com and, and get familiar with that because sometimes you, it's not you, you did everything right. It's just something else that's going on. So check that out. And then the blog post for this Friday will be seven tips for uh, when you have to be an undercover witch. And I recognize that there are many people out there who cannot be on the forefront, out the so-called spiritual, you know, witchy closet. And there are some things that we would have to do to, in a way, really protect ourselves. Sometimes it's not about, uh, you know, being secretive. Sometimes it's just per your environment, you just can't do it. Or sometimes you just want to be private about it. Sometimes you're in public, okay? And you want to do something. It's like, oh, how can I discreetly do that? So that comes out this Friday. So make sure you are ready for that. Um, Set an alarm. (laughs) Okay, and last but not least, uh, connect with me on Instagram, Tia underscore Johnson underscore. All right. Now, I talked about the the uh um being um 
open, our senses being heightened. And I said, I was going to touch on that later. Here we go. Three things, first and foremost, regarding that. Some of us are empaths and clairsentient, so we feel it more. And if you're new to this, empaths are people who feel on a deeper level, meaning you may see uh, the news. You, you may watch, well, if you're empath, you're probably not watching the news, but as an example, all right, actually, let's do this. You're going to the movies. Well, it's a pandemic. All right. You're watching <laughs> a movie on Netflix. Okay. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Prime, Peacock, you name it. All right. You're streaming a movie and you're watching it. And it's a scene where someone's getting beat up really badly <clears throat> and they die. All right. You know, you know, it's a movie, you know, the actor live. Okay. But you just feel that on a deeper level, you're just like, oh my gosh. And then it gets existential. You know, you, you just feel on a deeper level or someone's talking about something and, and you're feeling what they're saying on it. Like you, you, it's almost like you make it your own. Okay. Clear sentience. It just means clear feeling. Okay. Known as one of the clears. Spelled uh, beginning C-L-A-I-R. Okay. Clears. You also feel on a deeper level. However, it's not limited to time and space, meaning you can watch something about a historical event. You can get a vision about a historical event. Someone can tell you a story and you just, boom, you just feel it has something to do with a previous event and you pick up on it. You may not say it, but if someone's talking about, oh, you know, my boyfriend, blah, 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 you may pick up they had some childhood issues, something that happened in the past. Or you could pick up something in the future. You might see someone and they're talking about, oh, my gosh, I'm doing so much, um, you know, self-work. I'm working hard on myself. And you might get that feeling. Oh, yeah, I feel like this person is going to do great things. I just feel like they're going to get even more fit. I just, you know, you start to feel all these things going forward. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to be so healthy. I just feel it. I know it. That's what I mean. Clear sentience feel on a deeper level, but it's not limited to time and space. They can feel for future events. They can feel for past events. Okay. And empaths are more local. Right. And clear sentience, even with that, your friend could be in California. You can be in uh, Pennsylvania and you know something's going on with your friend. Right. Mothers have this instinct all the time. They know when something's wrong with their kid. Right. It's like that. Okay, your friend could be in another township, another state, another country, something's wrong. You're like, not limited to time or space. Impasse, you have to be a little bit closer. All right, now, you need to know this, okay, because you can't combat stress if you don't know enough about yourself to understand why you're even experiencing that, experiencing that, okay? Why does it bother you and not someone else? And of course, there are a lot of things, upbringing, perspective, it doesn't apply to them, so they don't care, uh, they don't have empathy, whatever. However, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we can understand triggers. So this way, we know, uh, uh, okay, I'm getting a little feeling, I need to pull back, I need to change the channel, I need to walk away. I need to take a deep breath. I need to get a cup of coffee. I need to shower. I need to go work out. I need to not call this person. I need to not answer their text message. 
things like that. I encourage you to YouTube, you know, Google, learn all you can about empaths and clear sentient, being a clear sentient. There's even, uh, there are tests you can take online, but you pretty much know, right? It's, you're just putting the pieces together at this point. So definitely, I, you know, I'm always encouraging you to do homework, <laughs> but it's fun. It's like fun work. <laughs> All right. So do that. Learn about yourself. And we could talk about boundaries and everything like that, but I just want to stick to this portion because it's important to thoroughly understand your sensitivity level. Because if you can understand that, then you can stay in your ground at a later date when you tell someone, all right, you know what, this is enough. It's, it's over with. It's done. I can't do this anymore. I gave you an example. And uh, I'm trying to think how I can do this because it's not completely my story. Someone did something that they thought it made them woke and uh, like they were like, as if they were doing something, but it really summed to nothing. Like it just negated everything. It, it's it, it's it's similar to. Um, when you don't like something, okay, here we go. I gave you an example. Say it's you and two other friends and, or just a couple of friends, right? And you guys want to buy a pizza, two pizzas. And some people are like, I want pepperoni. Some people are like, I want sausage. And you're like, well, I don't want either. And it's like, okay, what do you want? It's like, um, I don't know, like plain. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. You can, you can have plain. You can, you can, you can order it. And it's like, oh, I, I don't want to order it. And it's like, well, we can mix it up. We can try, you know, we can ask like half plain and half sauce. Like, no, no, no. I want all plain. I don't want to pay for it. And it's just like, well, I mean, like that's, you can, you can get your own little personal pizza. So the person just leaves. The other people are still going to party and have their pizza. You left. You're not going to have your pizza because you don't want to pay for it. Now you're not going to have any fun because you just went home. Like you just negated everything. It's like, you're not, it's like, you're trying to make a stance, but you're not. People are looking at you like, okay. I mean, like we just could have went, half sausage half plain not a big deal but you don't want to chip in or anything like that you don't want to pay for it so i mean it gets a little weird right it's like that so this person told me what they did and i just said you know what you're right (laughs) i know i am a clear sentient i'm not trying to go down that stress level of explaining to someone what they did has 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 zero impact for their life now in some ways, right? And later on, they're going to feel in some way, shape, or form, and doing what they did is not the answer. Like you're trying to you're trying to do something to to show, like, yeah, you know, like I did this, but you're not winning the move you did is not a winning move. 
So I am in the zone where, hey, look, when people make their decision, especially when it can't be taken back, nothing can be done. Look, you're right. Not arguing, not conversing, nothing. You know what? You're right. Some might say, oh, that's growth. I just say it's me being tired of bullshit. (laughs) It's me just like, you know what? Have a nice life. I hope some way, shape, or form you, you learn from that and you have a change of heart, but you're not doing what you think you're doing, okay? But understanding that I'm clear sentient allow me to keep my energy, <laughs> okay, as opposed to giving some of that energy into a conversation to tell this person what, what they did was really wrong. That is not helpful. It's not helping them. It's not helping anything, okay? Now, that's me. Now, me a couple of years ago, I've been like, you know, X, Y, Z, and no, yada, 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 like blah, blah, blah. And then who knows how that conversation would have turned out. It probably would have still been cordial, but it's still that, that static. It's just like, luckily I don't have to really see that person much. That's an example. Know yourself as it applies to being an empath and a clear sentient. And we, we have degrees of this too. You don't have to be like 1000% clear sentient, right? But you can have some uh, degrees of being clear sentient. Like I'm not super duper, duper, duper clear sentient. I'm more clairvoyant, if anything, and clear cognizant. But th- there's definitely that clear sentient is wholeheartedly there in me. So, you know, think about that. All right. Think about the conversations you want to have. Think about the conversations you don't want to have. And I'm not talking about ones for spiritual, personal, mental, physical growth. (laughs) So one is to understand that uh, we are empaths or clear sentience. Understand that. And of course, yes, there are some people that, you know, it, it really doesn't apply to. But for the most part, we have at least empathy, which lends to us. Uh, having that that bit of emotion involved. All right. Second one, it's natural to be stressed. <laughs> okay. It's natural. Uh, I know, especially for strong people, especially depending on your upbringing, it's not, uh, it's, it's not good to say, hey, I'm stressed and I need some time. You know, it's frowned upon like, oh, well, we all got problems. You know, welcome to life. You know, what did you expect? And and I can't stand shit like that. It's like, come on. It's like, yes, there's stress and then there's stress. Then it's just like, all right, time out, <laughs> okay? But understand it is natural. It's a natural thing that happens. We all have these, like I said, degrees of being stressed. Some are minor, traffic jam. Some are not so minor, you know, but it's natural for that to happen. Okay. It's natural. And the third part is it's okay to get it all out, then check it. And we're going to, this is where we're going to go deep and touch a little bit of shadow work. It's all, it's okay to get it all out 
and then check it. I've never been a fan of sweeping things under the rug to and, and then just going on about your business. I understand some situations you don't have time to deal with it because you're in survivor mode. You know, uh, you, you just can't deal with your emotions. You can't deal with the stress because you have to survive. You know, you have to leave your country. You're a refugee. Like you don't have time to think, oh, how can I reduce my stress? Let me do some breathing techniques. No, you need to go, <laughs> you know, or you're working three jobs and it's, it's, it's like really hard. I understand that. Like I said, I acknowledge that. Okay. Even if I don't understand it, because I, I would never want to be like, oh, Yes, I totally get it. Yeah, we all go through so many things. It must be so hard for you. You know how condescending that sounds? All I can say is I acknowledge it. What you're feeling is valid. And I hope that any bit of information I give you is valuable in some way, shape, or form. Period. Okay, we're not doing that spiritual bypassing here. All right, I'm not going to say, well, you know, spirit is going to watch over us all the time. You just got to hang in there. It's like, lady, I lost my job. I don't have any money right now. Okay, spirit needs to give me money right now. <laughs> okay, so we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to go in that whole, well, before you incarnated, you no, stop it. Okay. I am all about getting getting it off your chest. Cuss, yell, take a nap, come back. You know, all, all, all these other things. Okay. Do what you need to do. If you need to, I, I knew, I, I have a friend who, um, when they were going through something, running was their form of mental health marathons regular runs you know just all that that was their thing okay that helped them to just get it all out their system then they could talk about what was going on but they had to run it's like not that they were trying to outrun it they just had to run it out their system okay like they just had to get it out their system running for some people, it clears their mind. It clean. It cleans their 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 aura field. It, it's so cleansing for them. All right. It's it's just like the, the more they run, the more they get it out their system. Okay. So think about a healthy way for you to just get it out. Kickboxing, boxing, running, screaming, yelling, or something less intense. Dancing, uh, drinking tea, but. Talking to your your best friend, whatever you need to do to get it out your system, okay, and then address it, okay. So you know, uh, something breaks down the house. Oh, this is blankety blankety blank blank blank. You know, I'm trying to save up for this and blankety blank blank blank. You know, <laughs> very colorful words. Get it out. Like, okay, you know what? Okay. This is stressing me out because I had plans to do this and this is going to set me back. Okay. You know, so do that. Now let's, let's do some diving. So how do we take care of stress? We're going to do a little shadow work, 
Then we're going to do some little magical things. Okay. And by shadow work, all we're doing is going to look at some past things in our lives and ask us, are we doing negative things? Okay. Shadow work is just us looking at the aspects of our life that are in the shadows. It's not a bad thing per se. You know, it's not it's not like this boogeyman lurking underneath our, our bids. Okay. It's more so along the lines of I haven't been addressing this in my life, so therefore it's not in the light. If I'm addressing something, I I'm shining shining a light on it, right? It's a spotlight on it. When I'm not addressing and it's it's an issue, I'm just repressing in and et cetera, it's in the shadows. Or it's uh, some things that I haven't come across yet in life uh, that is in the shadow, like a spiritual development. It hasn't made its way to the forefront yet, okay? So ask yourself, how have I been dealing with, I'm sorry, how has my family dealt with stress? So this is the shadow work Shadow work where we are looking backwards. Say that five times. Where we are, where we are. <laughs> looking backwards. Are there generational <clears throat> negative habits? And it's okay, right, to look at this as opposed to, you know, just not addressing it. How does your family handle stress? Do they overeat? Do they drink too much? Do they run away from the issue altogether? And it becomes a bigger, 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 bigger issue. And it costs you to move several times as a kid because, you know, your your dad lost a home or something like that. How does your family deal with stress? Did did your one of your parents, you know, every time something bad happened, they just took the money and went to gamble because it made them happy and, and then they develop a habit. How did your family handle stress? Because that will show up in our life is residual energy, right? It it shows up, even if it's showing up a little bit, it will show up. And remember what I said before about that piece of candy. Little things become big things if we don't realize what we're doing. And hey, look, I'm not perfect, but I know when things happen and we're all constantly growing in life. Remember, the master is always the student if the master is smart, (laughs) right? The master will always say, you know, like, yes, I am well versed in this, but I'm always learning, right? And and, and that's what I'll say about that but really really think about this how do you and i'm not saying you got to ask your family members <laughs> hold a survey but j- just think about it you know when um someone cheated on your aunt or uncle how did they handle it that that's a stress a stressor right how is that handled in your life and how has that impacted you do you run away from the issue do you just not address it at all or or do you focus on being uh what's the word i'm looking for do you focus on um 
not being uh, uh, begins with a C uh, confrontational that you just you don't want to be confrontational. You don't want to have to deal with anything that's going to cause people to raise their voice, get it, like anything that comes with confrontation. Like you just like, oh no, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it because when I was a kid, my parents would argue about money. You know, it never ended well. It just caused a lot of stress in the home. So whenever something comes up, I just say, it's okay. I'll pay for it. It's okay. I don't want any, you know, problems when that person could be in the wrong when maybe you got overcharged and you're just like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like, don't, I don't even worry about it. You know, like it's, it's whatever. Right. As opposed to, excuse me, um, <clears throat> you got here three drinks. Uh, we actually had returned one because, you know, it wasn't made, whatever the case may be. Right. Or, uh, excuse me, I think you got our check mixed up with the other table because we didn't order the calamari, you know, like <laughs> something like that. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Right. <clears throat> so think about that. How has that impacted you? Because once you realize that, you can go, oh, my gosh, let me carve out some time to change the trajectory of my life i can break this cycle or is it positive does your family have a history of positively responding to stress it doesn't have to be bad i'm just saying this is when we are looking at history right did they respond so well when something pop up that you feel like you couldn't possibly handle like that and then you put that pressure on yourself so you mess up a little bit right so just think about that all right next what do you typically do when you get stressed out and this is not about me berating you because you decided to get little you know was it chunky monkey you know a little pint of ice cream no listen it's okay right we need that every now and then we need that um you know, bottle of wine and talk with your friend and stuff like that, or just, you know, binge watch something on Hulu. Like, it's okay. What I'm saying is when it gets a little bit out of control, right? When you are constantly having to do that and it's not, um, it's not really productive, no change is happening. It's just a crutch, right? So what do you tend to do? When you become stressed. Now I want you to think. What's the worst case scenario. And why that wouldn't happen. Sometimes when we become stressed. Especially if you have a wild imagination. Like me. Right. And and when I say that because. Us creatives. You know who you are. We are the ones who were doodling in our notebooks. We were the ones who were daydreaming in class, okay? We were the ones that were, you know, just like drawing and doing things. Like, you, you know what I mean? The creative singing and dancing all the time, right? We can easily overthink. Let that thought run his course to a certain to just for a little bit and then dismiss it okay i don't want you going down a deep deep rabbit hole 
For example, suppose you are going on a job interview and you're like, holy crap, I'm super nervous. Um, this is causing me anxiety. I'm stressed out. What if I get it wrong? Oh, I sweat a lot. What if my deodorant doesn't hold? Oh my gosh. What if my heel breaks when I'm walking in there? I haven't worn heels in months. What if they don't like my resume? What if I say something wrong? What if I ask the wrong question? What if I mispronounce someone's name? Uh, what if they call me and like, I don't even have my phone nearby because I was in the bathroom and all these things start running through your mind. What if they see me and then they don't like me and you know, I don't get the job, but if I'm overqualified, I'm underqualified, I don't know. Like I've been out of work for like eight months. I don't know what's going on. And it goes on and on and on and on. Right. Deep breath. Okay. Think about that. Then go you know what? I got dressed up. I took care of my hygiene. I showered, brushed my teeth. I did my hair. My resume is on point. Okay. I feel like I'm the best candidate for this job. And if they don't pick me, screw them. I'll find something better, (laughs) you know, and I'll go treat myself to some Starbucks coffee for at least doing that. All right. So there's a way you can flip a lot of things. Okay. But let's say you just went straight to the, you know what, if they hire me, they hire me. If they don't, they don't screw it, whatever. Right. It's a different type of energy. Add some of your power in there. Right. It's okay to get a little bit stressed. It's okay because, you know, it's a big thing. Right. Like, oh, you know, I really need this job or I'm looking for change. You know, I hope they like me. That That's okay to have those thoughts and feelings pop up. But don't let it override how much of a badass you are right don't let that override your power don't let that override who you are okay so think about that and and again why it wouldn't happen you know of course they're gonna hire me but hey if they don't i know there's something else out there even better this is a stepping stone this is a a dress rehearsal if you will for something even better All right. Once we can look at those three points, the what has your family done? What do you typically do? And of course, address your wild imagination. Look at the patterns. Look at the patterns. And then you can you can break those patterns. Right. One day at a time. Right. Okay. Now, here we go to the the fun, magical stuff. Once again, you are the magic. There are several ways you can magically deal with stress, okay? And some ways are a little bit more intricate than others, like with most things, right? You can go the simple route, moderately, you know, like like easy, medium, hard, right? And hard just means you're just adding all the the, the trimmings, like uh, the trimmings, for example, um, you got your crystals and your candles and your incense and you got the ritual clothes and you took a ritual bath or a ritual shower and you fast and you know you got the the color cloth and look okay that's that's like on the far end okay you don't you can do that but you don't have to but also sometimes you can't because <laughs> maybe you're in a hotel room and you don't have the candles and the crystals and the incense and the spiritual uh colors and and, you know, the uh, the music going and the list goes on and on and on. Okay. Here are a few things you can do. One, 
tea. It, it can be loose leaf tea or like the packaged tea. Um, I know a lot of people buy tea, uh, the little package, it's like a box and little individual packages and they have their teacup and they get some hot water and they just sip their tea at their desk. And that's their moment of peace and serenity with each sip. So you think about it, you know, you, you may have your tea for about 10 minutes, probably at the five minute ish mark is no longer like enough hot is starting to get become lukewarm. Maybe at the three minute mark. I don't really know um, exactly the minutes, but as, as, as you're drinking your tea, you got probably about a good 10 minutes of hot to nice, uh, warm to about room temperature tea. If you do slow sips, right? Five, 10 minutes. That's five to 10 minutes of you just breathing steadily. You probably closing your eyes a little bit, or at least lowering your eyes, which is still good while you take your sips. That's you smelling the aroma of the tea, which again is going to help you to calm down. Okay. Relax a little bit. That's also you creating your own zone. Okay. If you got loose leaf tea, that's even better because now you made a ritual out of it. You're, you're going to get your, um, your, your, um, your measuring spoon. You're going to get your like one, two teaspoons or whatever. You're smelling the loose leaf. You're looking at the loose leaf and all the vivid colors. You got your tea kettle going, right? You're probably doing something else in the background. You might have music going. You got all these good things going on while your tea, while while the uh, water's getting piping hot, while your tea's steeping, you know, you see the loose leaf tea opening up, okay? And it smells even stronger now. Then you're just sipping your tea, you know, at home. You know, it becomes a nice ritual. So one is tea. All right, tea can help you with with uh, reducing stress, of course, or at least you know helping you cope with it. Next is rose quartz. Now, why rose quartz? Because rose quartz crystal has to do with uh, properties like empathy, love, understanding you know, nurturing, things like that. Think of like mother nature, moms, you know, your, your auntie who cares about you, a, a caring girlfriend, you know, things like that, that just surrounding you in this cocoon of love and support and energy and all that other jazz. All right. The rose quartz is there to help you relax. Other crystals can do this. Yes. And here's what I say about crystals. Many crystals have many properties. Okay, you can flip through any crystal book and you can find several crystals with the same property. Yes. Okay. Some crystals are more known for certain properties than others. Then there's, then there's that caveat of one, your favorite crystal that you use for like everything. And two, the crystal that calls out to you. So you may get attracted to a uh, lapis lazuli, which is a beautiful blue color crystal. Usually has like uh, shades of gold in it something like that. 
Okay. You might be like, you know what? That's the crystal to help me calm down. Because maybe as a kid, uh, you, you, your, your parents had this big, beautiful backyard and you would just roll around on like the little hill that was in your backyard and there was hay there and you just look up at the beautiful blue sky and it was just your magical happy place and blue became your favorite color and you wore blue so much and you visit your family you know you visit your mom and your dad and you still do it but you lay out a blanket now you just look up at the beautiful sky especially when it's summertime or early fall okay and blue is your color So you go get that blue crystal to help you remind you of that place. Fine. A-okay. All right. And if you come across a spiritual person that tells you that you have to use one crystal for this thing, they are on their spiritual high horse. They're trying to be the quote unquote gatekeepers. Do not listen to that person. Okay. Listen to spiritual people who are flexible because remember our ancestors didn't have all these crystals. They didn't have all these incense. They didn't have wands. Okay. The first one was our finger. All right. They didn't have all these ritual color clothes and stuff like that. They were the magic. Okay. Them. And they were in nature. Okay. <laughs> oh, that grinds my gears. All right. So one is tea. Two is rose quartz. Three has to do with, uh, of course, breathing. This is probably the easiest thing you can do. Now, there are several ways you can do this. You know, I love to give you options just as much as I love to tell you to go Google. (laughs) All right. So I learned this years ago. You can, and, and you could do this so discreetly, which is even perfect because sometimes, you know, you don't want people in your business. (laughs) breathe in through your nostrils out through your mouth and you can just purse your lips you know so you have like a little opening or you can just like open your mouth a little bit where people won't notice and that's all you're doing just breathing in deeply you're inhaling through your nose exhaling through your mouth and you can inhale through your nose and exhale through your uh, nose you can inhale through your mouth and exhale through your mouth that's it but when you do this You want to consciously breathe, okay? So when you're inhaling, whether it's through your nostrils or mouth, you are focusing on inhaling radiant, positive, nurturing, calming, relaxing, productive, protective energy. (laughs) And you're exhaling stressors, annoyances, stupid people, stupid whatever (laughs) okay that's what you're exhaling inhaling radiance protection love support relaxation peace exhaling stupidity (laughs) exhaling stressors exhaling whatever is not serving your highest good okay and you can combine that with visualizing uh a uh a force field of light white light for spirit golden light for goddesses and of course this also depends on your culture gold all lights you know lights again similar to crystals some colors mean different things in different cultures okay there's the universal uh definition in some cases for colors and then there's the cultural 
And then there's your personal one, right? And I want to say I addressed this in like, oof, it's like a couple of years ago. I was talking about dreams and archetypes. For example, the archetype of, let me see, which one? The sage is understood as an, an old wise man universally just like the archetype of the the nurturer the the mother archetype is known as a an older woman who is motherly like there's something about her right is understood as a nurturer universally right like that and then there's the cultural definition where the mother is the matriarch the mother is also can be um, a wiser individual, right? And then there's your definition where the mom can be um, someone who is the do-all, you know, like they do everything, right? They're not just a nurturer, they're a protector, they, they do everything, right? So that's what I mean by that. Back to the breathing. You can do this anytime, anywhere. You could speed up the pace of your breathing, but the purpose really is, is just to relax, slow it down a little bit. Okay. So you can, you can do this as many times, times as you want. You may want to start off with doing it, you know, like three times in a row. Then you might want to do it five, 10 times in a row. It's totally up to you. Or maybe you just need, need that one big deep breath and focus on your, your diaphragm. So basically you want to make sure that your stomach is expanding, like your get your chest open out, get your stomach open out. So when you inhale, you're really inhaling. It's like you're trying to stretch out. Of course, not not like actual stretch, but you're just like, you know, you're expanding yourself. And then when you exhale, you're going to bring it all in. You know, just make sure you just like bring your stomach all the way in. So you get that maximum in and out. Okay. And if you feel like oh, I might still look a little weird doing that in public, do it one time. How many people yawn or sneeze or just do that quick stretch, you know, and they turn side to side and no one bats an eye? Do it one time. But if someone stretched like three, four, five times in a row and probably they, they, they may get a side eye, like, all right, dude, calm down. You're not at the gym. <laughs> but, you know, do one quick inhale through the nose. You know, and you can even stretch while you're doing it as a way to like, you know, not bring to attention that you're expanding your stomach in public. <laughs> and then when you exhale, you just bring your arm down and people won't realize that you're sucking your stomach all the way in. <laughs> and then you can breathe regularly. All right. Now, I'm going to give you one that's a little bit more intricate, but let me take a quick sip of my coffee because I've been talking for, I think, almost an hour straight. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Oh, that coffee was good too. It's a local store by me. And normally I drink my coffee black, but um, their coffee isn't strong enough for me. I tell my mom, I, so I love Turkish coffee. It's strong, it's good, it's thick. But uh, I was telling my mom, some coffees don't, it just don't do it for me. I need coffee to rock my soul. I usually get, um, if the coffee's not strong enough, like if they don't have like good black, dark, roast, strong coffee. Sometimes I'll get like a regular coffee with an extra shot, um, no cream, no sugar. Uh, but the coffee, the, the coffee that's sold at a store where I live, 
like I said, it's not strong, but the cream and sugar makes it taste different. It's like a nice little acquired taste and it's good. Um, so if you ever, if you ever want to bribe me, you know, you, you can, you can give me some Turkish coffee. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the more one intricate one. So I gave you three good ones. They're simple. Like I said, I like to keep what I recommend to you simple, some a little advanced. And I feel like some of the advanced stuff can always come later. And also with the advanced stuff, sometimes it's better to show, to demonstrate than to talk about it, like in a, in a retreat, like in a, uh, a conference, just because it's so much information and it's good to have that conversation. Like, really, this is this is like a monologue, right? But when when I had my goddess retreat, I had people ask questions, and I did it so so they didn't feel uh, pressured or on the spot. I had a a big envelope, a Manila envelope, <clears throat> and I had index cards, big index cards that I put in the middle. Uh, I put I had the envelope in the middle of the table, and I had index cards in their folders. Everyone who signed in, they got a folder with material. And it was like, I think three index cards. They were big. And I told them, write your questions. You don't have to put your name, just write your questions, put 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 the index card in the folder on the table. And, you know, I had one of the volunteers collect them. And then we'll, we'll put all those um, index cards from, from each envelope in one main envelope. And then uh, the MC of my retreat asked me and my two panelists questions. That's how we did it. So, again, no one was pressured to put themselves on the spot in front of strangers or even in front of some of their friends who maybe, you know, they didn't want them to know something, but they wanted to ask me or my two guests in my retreat. And it worked so well. So that's why you don't hear me talk too much about the advanced stuff, but I'll touch on it because I believe, at least for me, because I can, again, talk. I like the conversation. I like the, the, the visual aid. I like that interaction in that sacred space of a retreat or a conference or a, um, like a breakout room chat, something like that, but preferably retreats and, um, and like uh, the webinars or classes, whatever I would hold. All right, so here's the more intricate one. Now, this one involves calling on a deity. So I would call on uh, like goddess Hecate. I would call on like a, maybe another goddess, call on archangels, and I would send them ahead of me, right? So if I know there's something going on I don't even want to deal with, I send them ahead of me. If something's going on and I feel like I can't deal with it anymore, like like it's just literally beyond me. I asked for divine assistance. And then I would um, sometimes uh, take a shower to rinse away anything that was extra that was, that would, um, that would prevent me from concentrating. Okay. Cause I'm going to cast a circle, meditate, do some candle work. Right. So I would take a shower to wash away whatever's on my mind. Then I would come downstairs. I would light some candles and I would probably have like a crystal or two nearby, some Oracle cards. 
and I would sit there and just stare into the fire. And I would look at which way the, the flame is going. I would look a little bit past the flame. So you're basically scrying, all right, to look for an answer, like, and, and not necessarily why this is happening, but how can I get past this? Okay. Then as I'm looking at the flame, I would just listen to messages. So cast a circle. Well, actually, I would set everything up. So, you know, I'm, I'm lighting a candle, put, placing the crystals, getting my cards together. Then I would cast a circle, stare into the flame, ask God as Hecate to step in. Sometimes I ask God as Freya, God as Athena, God as Isis. But I always ask the goddess previous, like, hey, do you mind if this one comes in? Or I would call the four corners, you know, the east, the west, the north, and the south. And I would ask for their assistance, their guidance, their support, their nurturing, their um, their, uh, their strength, their power, their guidance. And, and then I'll pull some Oracle cards to ask, how can I get past this? Uh, what's the lesson? Like things like that about the issue. Okay. And then I would just sit there in silence for a little while and listen to messages I receive. And, and again, my eyes are closed. So I would uh, pay attention to the visions I receive, and then then I will pull some oracle cards. And I don't really uh, have like a set number. I will pull like sometimes I would do like a three card spread, the Celtic cross, or I would pull, read it until I hear okay stop, and I would do a lot of reflection. And sometimes I would write down information. And other times I would just take that information, make note of it, and then, you know, put into practice what I heard or saw and then move on. All right. So that's a little bit more intricate. Again, I didn't use the the colors. I didn't, uh, I'm trying to think sometimes you did, like I didn't like bake anything. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I would have like, uh, like, like fruit out. Or something like that for the goddesses or like a little bit of alcohol. But uh yeah, that's that's really it. And it's it's easy for me to do it because it's just again, it's just in that ritual nature of spell casting too, because like you are doing I'm doing candle magic, that's a spell. So and scrying, you know, looking into the flame. All right, so again, that's a little bit more intricate. You don't have to do it, but that's just one of the things I do when I need answers, like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> okay. All right, so that's what I have for you for the Bubble Bubble Toil and Trouble, taking care of stress on the double, all right? I would say happy National Stress Awareness Day, but I don't think anyone really wants to be (laughs) happy about that. All right, Spiritual Trailblazer, I am hoping, I feel like that was really helpful for you. I hope that it was. Um, You can get through this. It's crazy. It's a crazy time. I used to hate when people say that, but it's true. Eventually, we will get through this mess. Uh, We just had to constantly do our due diligence, constantly check in with ourselves and check in on other people to check in on people, even if they haven't reached out to you in a while and you know that they're a good person, right? Maybe they want to reach out to you, but they can't because they haven't done shadow work. They haven't, you know, had time to you know, they're just in their own head. You know, some people are like that. And it's, 
it's unfortunate. So text somebody, reach out to somebody and say, Hey, how you doing? You're all right. You want to, you want to, you want to, you know, FaceTime real quick. You, you okay. You good. <clears throat> check, check in on people. Okay. And I'm not saying that because it's a pandemic, just, just regularly check up on people. Even if it's, Hey, I was thinking about you or send them a meme. Okay. You don't have to re-engage with them completely, but just, you know, check up on people every now and then. All right. I just took a deep breath myself. All right. I'm going to go back to sipping my coffee. Um, Check out next week's episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about taboos because um, next, next week is, uh, or next Wednesday. um, I'm pulling up here. It's red lipstick day. And it's 11-11. Remember, once upon a time, red lipstick was banned because it was believed that it would entice men to marry the women who wore red lipstick. If that's the case, then hell, I would have put on red lipstick and I would have got a membership to one of the exclusive country clubs, I don't know, in New York or Philly somewhere. And I would have been, you know, like (laughs) the things people come up with. I mean, there is an allure to it but it's it's just really unfortunate how certain men put these hateful things against women to whatever i'm about to go down a rabbit hole i need to wrap up this episode anyway next week's episode we're we're diving into that we're diving into taboos and a few other things because i want you to embrace your taboos all right because your taboos are what makes you who you are right and the taboo could be anything depending on your culture but it's who you are and we need to embrace who we are so we can show up in the world as we were meant to be so we can live our truth and live the life that we deserve period end of story end of discussion all right so spiritual trailblazer i'm rooting for you as always i'm sending you so many blessings remember to be kind to yourself and until next time and don't forget to tell a friend (laughs) As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you, and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.